Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org slash notes. God is moving throughout the earth. Join Gloria Copeland and her special guest, Billy Brim, today as they explore a supernatural move of God to come next, right here on The Believer's Voice of Victory. Hello, everybody. I'm Gloria Copeland. Welcome to The Believer's Voice of Victory. Our friend's back, Billy Brim's here, and she's got some good, exciting insight for us. Uh, things that are, things to come. Yes. You don't want to miss any of it. Welcome, Billy. Praise the Lord, Gloria. You know, uh, that's what we're going to talk about these next two weeks. Good. I like it. God is a supernatural God. The church is supernatural. And we're about to move into a move of God. Praise God. That has God. been prophesied, of course, in the Bible. But, you know, one of the prophets that has uh, meant so much to you and to me and to Ken is Brother Kenneth E. Hagin. Yes, oh my. Now, many of you watching, you know Brother Kenneth E. Hagin. You've been brought up under him too. But there are a lot of you who don't know who he is. Uh, I suggest that you go to YouTube and just type in Kenneth E. Hagin. Kenneth E. Hagin, Sr. And there you will be introduced to a supernatural ministry. One that Gloria and Ken and I came in under Absolutely. in 1967. And one that changed our whole life, present at the time and future. Yes, he did. Because he taught us how to live by faith. He taught us how to live by faith, how to walk in the Spirit. Oh, my. Oh, my goodness, how the Word of God was the uh, God talking to us and that we could live by just see what God says to us and then live it in your life. Oh, my goodness, he taught us about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. He taught us about how to be really? led by the Spirit. We didn't know anything. We, practically anything him. we know. Uh, we, we knew we, about being born again. We, we were born again. So we came into his uh, teaching in 1967, April. I received the baptism in the Holy Spirit uh, under his ministry. And um, Ken and Glow were in those early meetings. Couldn't have been more than 150 people there as we met in 1967, and a move of God was happening, the charismatic move. And uh, that's where Sister Clara Grace prophesied. Oh, yeah. Do you know why you're here from the north, the south, the east, and the west? Why are you here from Fort Worth, Minneapolis? And uh, she now, said... Sister Grace was in that meeting, right? She was in that meeting, 1967, the one where we were first at. I, it was my first meeting. Well, I've read that prophecy. I don't know how yeah. many times yes. from her. And she said, you're here because God is raising up his end-time army, and you are some of the chiefs of the clan. Yeah. And I always I joke that. and say, we didn't look like the chiefs of the clan. We looked like people who were, for me, denominational people who were writing in our Bibles for the first time because Brother Hagin told us we could. <laughs> and soon we learned, um, actually one time when I had a vision, I'm going to talk about visions. Good. We're going to be talking about them. They're happening now. It's prophesied they would happen. When I had a vision, uh, the Lord said to me, 
I brought you to the feet of the leading prophet in the land when you did not know there was such that's a thing a, as a prophets. That's a good way to say it, yeah. And uh, that's exactly the truth for me. And I, I remember uh, I had was a denominational uh, girl, lady. I was in my late 20s. And uh, someone had said to me the week before they were going to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit speaking with tongues. And I said to them, that's of the devil. And they said, well, what is it doing in the Bible? And I said, well, well I don't know, but let me find question. out. <laughs> and so I studied in the Bible. And then I got a telephone call from Allie Honeyager, Dr. Honeyager's wife. And she said, we lived in a little town, Collinsville, Oklahoma. Yeah. I didn't know she was on Brother Hagin's board, she and her husband. But she came to my house and she, she brought a tape recorder, uh, seven inch reel tape, plopped it down on my coffee table and began to play a tape by this Texas voice. It was Kenneth E. Hagin. And um, she said, don't you think, Mrs. Brim, before you try to convince Mrs. Martin that the speaking with tongues is of the devil, you should know more about it. I said, yes, I really should. And she said, well, this man, Kenneth E. Hagin, is teaching a seminar on the subject next week. Think of the timing of God, next week. Yeah, that was... And I will take you and Mrs. Martin. So we went. Long story short, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with Brother Hagin laying hands on me. Now... Um, Brother Hagen prophesied often during this meeting. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know much about prophecy at the time. In fact, he, he was a prophet. And um, he told every night of his vision of being caught up to heaven. And oh, I mean, all this was so new to me, but I learned later on, later on I'm working for Brother Hagen and I myself have a vision and the Lord says to me, I brought you to the feet mm. of the leading prophet in the land when you did not know there was such a thing as prophets. I didn't know. I thought there were pastors and evangelists. I didn't know there were prophets, apostles, and teachers. I knew there were teachers. I didn't know about that office. But he stands in that office. And you can go on YouTube. You might even type in Longmont Prophecy, and you're going to hear the prophecy that I'm going to read to you right wow. now. So we're going to be reading quite a few of Brother Hagin's prophecies because he prophesied a great move of God that's coming. When I came in under him in 1967, there were people who were prophesying a lot of doom and gloom. But he prophesied that the church was going to be, well, I'll read you here what he prophesied. Okay. Now at this time, I'm going to set you up for what was happening in the body of Christ in 1974. There had been this great charismatic move People had been largely affected by it. Mm -hmm. And there was a man, David Wilkerson, who was a wonderful man of God. Maybe you saw the movie Cross and the Switchblade, uh, you know, where he went. It's a true story of how he went and tamed the gangs in New York yeah. City. So a wonderful man of God. He had a vision, and it was about judgment, and it was about uh, New York City even burning. And it, he wrote a book. It went throughout the body of Christ and it frightened people. They got so frightened. And it was frightening. It was frightening. Especially if you yes, it was New frightening. Now, Brother Hagin then, God put on his heart to give this prophecy to say that Brother Wilkerson's prophecy was right, but the timing was way in the future. In fact, the timing is in the tribulation period. So I'm going to read you this 
which has something very in it up to do with our recently elected President Donald J. Trump. So here is how the prophecy begins. No, the time of the end is not yet. No, America is not doomed. I heard him say, and I'm re- all of this is Brother Hagin prophesying, no, judgment will not fall as yet. Some have seen things and interpreted it as happening now. In the spirit, you see things in the distance and even in another age. When the church age is over, judgment will fall. But judgment will not fall upon the church. For the only judgment that the church will face is the judgment seat of Christ. They'll not face the judgment of tribulation. They'll not face the judgment of the enemy or the judgment of God, for they are protected by God. There's more to happen yet. There's missionary work to be done. And even the renewal that you cause, call charismatic renewal and the move of the Spirit in these last days, you've only seen a little. Now, he's going to move out to the future. In fact, we've not quite seen it yet. This is Brother Hagin now prophesying. And there shall be those that stand before the leaders of this nation and work miracles. And it shall be even so as it was with Philip after he had baptized the eunuch that he was caught away and found in another city. Now, this is translation. We're going to talk about translation one day. Tell some modern day translations that have happened. Okay. But right here, he's talking about what happened to eunuch. And he's saying, this is going to happen in that last move. And one shall be in this city, and television cameras shall be trained upon him. The reporters will say, he's here in Dallas, Texas. And as fast as you can snap your finger, a television camera in Los Angeles, and there he'll be. And some will say, how did he do that? It shall be that the Spirit of God shall catch him away. Translations. Mm. I didn't say, this is Brother Hagin still prophesying. I'm still reading the prophecy. I didn't say that it was going to happen now. But these signs and wonders shall become more prevalent. Signs and wonders have come here and come there. But they shall become more prevalent and more prevalent in the last days. Let not your heart be fearful, nor let it be afraid. Now, I'm going to read to you what we heard in 1974, but Brother Hagin says it's for the future. I believe this is a prophecy concerning Donald J. Trump. Let not your heart be fearful, nor let it be afraid. For there shall, and on the scene, he has already arisen, one who shall respond unto the things of God, and whose heart will be open toward God. And your nation that seem to be cut down to the roots, and the wild birds of the air, and the fowls of the air came and roosted in her branches, and did much disrepute unto the nation. Yet that shall all be repaired, because this man shall say, I will walk in the way of God. I will trust also in him, and he shall be at the head, and many shall follow him. And the work of God shall be consummated. 
that must be consummated even in other nations before I come. Now, I believe that this is Donald J. Trump, this one who will stand at the head, this one who will say he follows God. I have heard testimonies from Paula White, James Robeson, other people, you, others that know him, and that he prays. He's a man of prayer and follows God. Now, then after that, Brother Hagin begins to prophesy this move of God and this building up of the body of Christ. So I think this recent election that we've had is a sign of this, that we're moving into these last things. Going on with the prophecy, I heard him say, you see, the enemy shall not gainsay oh. the work of the Lord. And like a trumpet sounding across the valley, I heard his voice so clear, strong and clear. And he said, I am not coming for a church, the body of Christ that's weak, emaciated, sickly and underground. Mm. I'm coming for the spiritual giant yeah. that's alive and living and working the works of God. Praise. So be not fearful nor cast thy glance around about and become a scant, but look ye up unto him, for he is the head of the church, and through the church the head will manifest himself, and men are the hands of the Lord and the hands in the body. Right. And then he goes on and he talks about things that will happen. We're going to read more about that later. But he closes by saying he had actually looked into eternity. And on page four, he closes by saying, and the curtain was closed and into the realm of eternity I could no longer see and into the realm of eternity I could no longer hear. But I looked again into the realm of time where you sit and live and say with words from heaven above, these things shall shortly be and shall shortly come. Now that was given because of a certain need that it be given in 1974, really to calm the fears that had permeated, uh, I'd say, what was the Pentecostal and uh, charismatic areas of the church. So he begins to prophesy what's going to happen at what the Bible calls the end of days. Um, we, in the King James, it usually says the latter days, but um, in the Bible, it says the end of days. Now, that's what it actually says when Peter's preaching and he, he brings to them on the day of, any, uh, of uh, Pentecost what Peter said, preached, what Joel had said. These things are going to happen in the end of days. We're living in the end of days. Now, what did Joel say is going to happen? And what did Peter say is going to happen in the end of days? So what is meant by the phrase, the end of days? I, I put this in my book, How You Can Pray in the End of Days, and explaining what the end of days is. King James always says the latter days. These things are going to happen in the latter days. But it really says in the Hebrew, the end of days. What is meant by the end of days? Um, Many scriptures in the Bible use that uh, uh, phrase, and, but it's always the end of days. Uh, a day, as God sees time, is a thousand years. We know that from two scriptures. Psalm 90, verse 4, 
for a thousand years in thy sight are as but yesterday when it is past and a watch in the night. Second Peter 3, 8, Beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. Now, the oral tradition. When Moses got caught up to God, God gave him the Torah, you know, all the five, first five books of the Bible. But he also gave him oral tradition. And in this oral tradition, they're told in the Torah, don't eat blood. So in the oral tradition, for instance, they're told how to slaughter, kosher slaughter, so that the animal doesn't have any blood in it. So Moses was taught that by God on the mountain. Moses comes down. He teaches Joshua. Joshua teaches the next one. And this is all called the oral tradition. It was not written down until the Jews were, uh, when Titus destroyed the temple in 70 AD, they decided they needed to write these things down. So they wrote them down in what is called the Talmud. So from the Talmud, uh, I'm going to ask them to put a chart up. Moses was taught, and this is in the oral tradition, that God gave uh, Adam a six-day work week and that each day is a thousand years and that at the end of those thousand years is going to come a seventh day, the millennial, we call it the millennial reign, the Sabbath, the day of rest. So the days, the first six days from Adam are divided into day one and day two. They're divided into three parts. The first two days, 2,000 years, the days of chaos. Then comes the Torah. Moses is caught up. He's given the Torah. And there are two days, the days of the law. Then on the fourth day, end of the fourth day, beginning of the fifth, they're called the end of days. And the Messiah, this is the age of the Messiah. Here's what the Talmud writes that was actually given. The world is to exist 6,000 years since Adam. In the first 2,000 years, there was desolation. 2,000 years, the Torah flourished. And the next 2,000 years is the Messianic era. Now, 2,000 years ago, they said the Messianic era would begin, the Jews. They have a note on this in the Talmud. He should have come at the beginning of the last 2,000 years. The delay is due to our sin. So the Jews believe he delayed and didn't come. But we Christians believe he came. 2,000 years ago, he came. So these last 2,000 years have been what they call the church age. And we're to the end of it. It's been 2,000 years since Jesus was here. We're to the end of it. So we're going to be at what is called, uh, we're going over into a new age. And that new age is going to be the millennial reign. Now, Brother Hagen once came in and sat by my, Kenneth E. Hagen, sat by my desk and said, you're going to be here at the end of an age, at a crossover to another age. And it's not going to be just like you step over a log and everything's different. That age is going to come into this age. Um, blend. It's going to blend in. There are going to be sightings of angels, many angels. Just like there were at his first coming, angels played a big part, going to be at his second coming. There's going to be supernatural things that are happening. 
especially in the church. Yeah. So these two weeks, we're going to be talking about the supernatural things that have begun already. I'm going to tell you about a man who had visions and shared them with me before Donald Trump was elected, in which Jesus told him Donald Trump's going to be elected. So visions are happening. I've had visions. We know people who have had visions. Translations are happening. We're going to share with you some translations we've been in and other supernatural translations. We want to get you ready for these things that are going to happen. We want to prepare you for this move of God and what your part is in it and how you can look for these things and how you can be safe, how you can judge whether a vision is from God or whether it came from the kingdom of darkness, posing as an angel of light. Mm -hmm. These things are here. They're happening right now. I'm going to read you a prophecy probably tomorrow, maybe the next day, about how we're going to live in the supernatural. Right. The church is going to be a glorious church, powerful, not hiding down a rabbit hole. Gloria, you and I came in under Brother Hagen. There I was did. going around in the body of Christ this idea that the church was going to have to go into a cave. Tribulation food. Tribulation. We were going to have to get... Tribulation food. You had, to, you had to order tribulation food. Do you remember one time when a friend of ours told us that she had $10,000 worth of that in her yeah, basement? Yeah, I do. You do? And, but that's not what we were hearing from Brother Hagen. We were hearing from Brother Hagen and others, Sister Wilkerson, other prophets of God, that the church, Tommy Hicks, is going to be glorious filled with power, moving in all the things the book of Acts Praise moved God. in. And that's what we're going to talk about in these next two weeks. Oh, that's going we're going to, to talk good. about how they're happening right now and your part in it. Oh, that's good. You don't want to miss any of this. I'm going to be here every time. You better be too. Billy and I'll be right back. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.